Welcome to the first episode of The Sports Lawyer. I am Mikey B, and I am an actual lawyer, and we're here today to talk about sports stories that have intermingled with the law, some interesting stories in the world of sports, too, that uh, we'll play some games with that are related to the law, Um, and hopefully this is entertaining, informative, and uh, fun for everybody involved. So we're going to give it a go and start from here. Uh, Again, this is Mikey B with your co-host, Jack Daniels. Um, And let's get get going. Uh, First story that we have today is Alabama linebacker Tim Williams was arrested for possession of a firearm in Alabama. He told the officer when he was stopped at 1 in the morning that he had bought the firearm while he was home in Louisiana a few weeks ago. For proof that he was able to carry the gun, he showed the officer a receipt. A receipt. I'm not sure where Tim Williams uh, is from in Louisiana, but a receipt usually doesn't qualify as a concealed carry permit. That's what he was ultimately arrested for. However, the best part of this story isn't the gun. It's that when they were approaching the car that Tim Williams was in, they smelled an odor of burnt marijuana. So they searched the car and found a bag of cannabis, at which point the driver of the vehicle, a friend of Tim Williams, not on the Alabama football team, said that the drugs were given to him to hold by a friend. This is the old, my friend gave it to me excuse, they're not my drugs, they're not my pants, it's whatever you want to come up with. But the name that the friend gave was Brandon Chicken. Now, I don't know about any of you. I've met some people with some weird names, some real fucked up names. But Brandon Chicken just isn't a real name. And there's nobody going to think that that's a real name. So I'm not sure what Tim Williams is doing. At the very least, he's hanging out with the wrong people. Because if you can't come up with a better lie than Brandon Chicken, you deserve to get arrested. Um, Carrying a gun and showing a receipt to the officer, basically showing him, hey, this is my gun. I bought this gun. Um, You know, and I'm carrying it with me without a permit. But hey, I've got a receipt. It's one of the dumbest things that you'll hear. I don't know what the hell you're doing if you're an Alabama football player, especially a linebacker who's highly regarded, probably going to go high in the draft. What you're doing driving around at one in the morning with a gun and some pot in the car. You are just one of the dumbest sons of bitches that there are. I I don't know how else to say it. I'm not sure what else to say about Tim Williams, but Brandon Chicken is an all-time dumbass name to give to the police. Um, That's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, So we'll see what happens with Tim Williams, whether he's going to get suspended or not, whether he's going to miss any time, but right now... You know, he's he's kind of on the chopping block a little bit with Alabama and the NCAA. We'll see what happens there. Um, the next story we've got that's a, a legitimate legal story is Derek Rose. The Knicks just started training camp a couple of days ago. I'm a Knicks fan myself, native New Yorker. Um, and it, 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 this whole story just blows your mind on, on multiple levels. First, that the Knicks apparently knew nothing about this when they traded for him. I'm not sure how that happens, other than Phil Jackson is out meditating in Montana somewhere or banging Genie Bus in L.A. 
but he apparently knew nothing about this, and the Knicks did no investigation. And Derrick Rose is being sued civilly by a woman who claims that he raped her along with several other men. Now, if you've looked into this case a little bit, and I suggest you do, I really, really suggest you Google the Derrick Rose rape case and read the text messages going back and forth because they're all in the court record at this point. It's public record. Um, There's a few things that jump out at me. First, it seems like Derrick Rose probably raped this girl. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but it seems like he did. Um, She came to his house for a party, got blackout drunk. Her friend wanted to leave, wouldn't leave without the girl. She felt that she was in danger, so she took her home. Derrick Rose keeps texting the girl. Okay, he's texting her all this shit about how he wants to be with her and how she needs to come back to his house. She starts responding, no, no, come to my apartment, come to my apartment. Ultimately, Derek Rose decides he's going to go to her apartment with some other dudes. They get there. She's not answering the door because she's blacked out drunk and probably passed out at this point. He stays there for like two hours Texting this girl outside her apartment, trying to get in to fuck this girl. If you're Derek Rose, what are you doing texting this woman that you want to go over there? She's coming to your place. You bring some other dudes. First of all, what the fuck are you doing bringing other guys? You want to go and have a, a devil's threesome with some other dudes? You want to go and fuck this skank with some other guys? I don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Really just very confusing. Second of all, you're an NBA player, bro. You're a former MVP. You have notoriety all over the place. You can't go and find some other girl to fuck. This is the one that you have to have. I haven't seen a picture of this girl, but Jesus Christ, she better be a knockout. Because it makes zero sense what's going on. Also... What the hell is going on with the New York Knicks? Has this just become the mecca for sexual harassment? used to be the mecca of basketball. Now, apparently, if you want to go and sexually harass some women, go to the Knicks. you got Derrick Rose begging some woman to have sex and probably raping her. You've got um, Derrick Fisher fired for screwing around with Matt Barnes' ex-wife. And getting into all sorts of trouble with him, which, I mean, Matt Barnes, fake tough guy, get it, but still wound up losing his job over that. And then before that, you have the irreplaceable Isaiah Thomas. Nobody comes close to Isaiah Thomas because he not only ruined the basketball side of things as a general manager, he ruined it as a coach, and then he went and committed sexual harassment, got the Knicks sued, and had to pay a bunch of money. And yet, he still has James Dolan in his back pocket. I don't know what Isaiah Thomas has on people. I don't know. He must be the most persuasive son of a bitch there is. Look, I like him on TV. He seems like a nice guy. But Jesus Christ, the guy is just awful in charge of a basketball team. I don't understand it. It it really is just confounding how Isaiah Thomas is still involved in anything, how anyone's cutting that guy a check. Um, So yeah, check out the Derrick Rose story. It's very interesting. Uh, Again, not sure what the hell the Knicks were thinking, 
but this is going to drag on for a while because it looks like this case is going to proceed to a trial. And again, I don't know how Derrick Rose hasn't settled this shit because the guy's made a ton of money over his career, but he's apparently dragging this out and it's going to go to trial, which is ridiculous. And then there's a whole LAPD aspect where they may, may or may not be looking at him for criminal charges, which I don't think they're going to be able to prove even if they wanted to. So I think he's going to be fine criminally, but my God, you talk about distractions and one thing the Knicks don't need, and we're going to get to another one of the Knicks distractions in a little bit, but um, Derek Rose needs to clean this shit up and fast. Um, the next story we have is the Tulsa police officer. This isn't really a sports story, but it's in the news, and it's it's worth talking about for one really, really entertaining reason. The Tulsa police officer who uh, shot the African-American guy a few uh, last week, I think it was, um, looks like it was a, a bad shooting. It, it looks like she was completely in the wrong. Um, she pled not guilty today. She is charged with manslaughter. And her attorney claimed that she had auditory exclusion, which apparently is temporary deafness. So she didn't hear the sirens. She didn't hear the gunshot. I don't know. I guess if we extend this logically, she couldn't hear her own words or the guy that she shots words. This is ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to say this other than it's absurd. Um, I, it appeared to me, and from anyone who watched the video, I, I, I challenge you to argue it. It appeared that she was insanely nervous, that she's probably new on the job, and she got panicked and she shot somebody that she shouldn't have shot. I think that Tulsa County made the right choice by charging her. Um, I think they did the right thing, but ultimately to sit here and say that you had auditory exclusion and that's why you shot the guy, well, hell, even if you can't hear, you don't turn the sound off on the damn video when you watch it, okay? There's nothing that's being said. He's not shouting threats at her. He's not shouting, I'm unarmed at her. He's not doing a damn thing. He's following her instructions. She panicked, plain and simple. And unfortunately, somebody wound up dead, and hopefully she she pays the price for that. Our next story is out of Alpharetta, Georgia, and I love this story. It's a perfect example of the double standard in this country between men and women and how people are trying to bridge that gap, and it's just going all wrong. There is a woman in Alpharetta, Georgia named Kathy Tampa who just pled guilty to having sex with a 15-year-old boy, and she got 15 years in prison. 15 years. This woman may be the coolest woman on earth, okay? I'm just going to say that at the top. She may be one of the coolest people there is. She apparently had sex with her daughter's 15-year-old boyfriend multiple times over the course of six months. Six months. She went as far as to get breast implants to entice the kid. But that's not even the best part of the story. The best part of the story is that she was teaching him how to do things to her daughter. She taught him how she would, how he could take her bra off and when he could touch her in certain places. This is 
porn come to life. This is fantastic. When I was 15, I would have had sex with anything with two legs. I, I don't know anyone who's any different. It, to me, it blows my mind that this woman is going to, to prison for 15 years. And people are going to say if she was a man, she would deserve it. And, and if she was a man, she would. Because it's different. I can't explain how it's different. I don't know how it's different, but it is. If you're a 15-year-old boy, this is your dream scenario. This kid's not harmed in any way. He's not going to suffer damage from this. The fact that they also made her pay for his therapy services and the parents of the kid say that she took away his childhood. Well, maybe they're right. She made your son a man, okay? He's 15 years old and he got to have sex with this woman who wound up getting breast implants just for him. And she's teaching him how to fuck her daughter. It's fantastic. It doesn't get better than this. The fact that she's going to prison for 15 years is an absolute shame. I, I, I think that ultimately this kid is one of the luckiest sons of bitches there are. He probably just wound up getting caught by his parents and wanted to try to save his own skin. And a few years from now when he's in college, he's going to realize just how lucky he was. Because it don't get easier than that, kid. It really doesn't. It gets harder and harder and harder as you get older. Maybe college will be okay for you, but the therapy thing's a little fucking weird. But, I mean, you got an older woman, literally a MILF throwing herself at you, getting breast implants, and teaching you how to fuck her daughter. You probably could have had the two of them together at some point if you wouldn't have been such a pussy. So, I, I don't know what this kid's problem is, what his parents' problem are. I, I've got a son... I understand that if this happened to him, his mother would probably be upset. But when he and I were alone, I would congratulate him. I would tell him, hey, you're a lucky son of a bitch. Every one of your friends wanted to be you. I wanted to be you when I was 15. You had a good time. Enjoy it. You're a man now. Let's go have a beer. I think that's ultimately the outcome of this for a logical person. If you're a nut job, maybe not. Next story we've got is coming out of Phoenix, Arizona. A Taco Bell was robbed at gunpoint by someone wearing a clown mask. The first time that I read this, I thought, this is genius. A clown robbed a Taco Bell. It's fucking fantastic. It's scary because clowns are kind of weird, and people who like clowns are weird. I, I, don't, know, I don't know anybody who's a clown person. I, I've, I've been around clowns. I've gone to circuses and kids' parties and seen clowns. I don't know at what point it comes into your head hey, I'm going to be a fucking clown. Like, that's what I want to do with my life. I can understand a ton of career paths. I get a lot of stuff. But being a clown is not something that I really understand. So I think clowns are generally fucking weird people. I think people that like clowns are kind of weird because it's, a, it's an odd dynamic. But the first thought I had is that this is really smart. If you're going to go and rob someone, if you're dressed up as a clown... Well, hell, they can't ID you. That's, that's fucking impossible. You're a clown. And then I read the story a little more and saw that he only wore a clown mask. And that's where this guy's problem comes in. He needed to be more dedicated to the clown game. If he would have gone in there, no mask, paint. You got to white paint that shit up. You put on the red nose, some color on the face, the red curly haired wig, and you got to wear the clown suit. You have to wear the clown suit. 
If you're not in the clown suit, they can ID you by your own clothing. Okay? You go in there, every restaurant's got cameras. There's people around. They're going to call these people in to try to make an identification. If you're dressed up like Bozo the fucking clown from head to toe, big shoes. you got to wear the big shoes, too. They can't be trying to get footprints off of you. You need to have like a size 16 on over your regular shoes. If they try to bring those people in, they can't identify you. They got nothing on you, bro. You're home free. You robbed a Taco Bell. You got some money. Probably not much. But you probably got some food out of it, too, and the shits that come with it, and you are good. You're golden. But you fucked up. You fucked up because you weren't committed enough to the clown game. If you're going to go clown, you got to go full clown. You can't go half-assed. You can't go in there with a mask. The clown mask is ridiculous. It's like robbing someone with a Richard Nixon mask. You can still identify aspects of the person, okay? You might have tattoos. You might have footprints. You might have fingerprints. You need the full clown outfit. Red wig, red nose, white face paint, the fucking polka dot shirt and pants, the giant red shoes. You need to have the white gloves on, the whole thing. You're just a circus clown going into Taco Bell for a fucking, you know, uh, quesadilla, taco, Whatever the fuck they're selling there now late at night. And oh, by the way, give me all the cash in the drawer. That's how you do it if you're going to rob a Taco Bell as a clown. Otherwise, there's no point. This guy's going to get caught. He's going to get convicted. He's going to go to jail, probably prison. And it all could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if he would have just been a little more committed and a little more thoughtful when planning out this robbery. You can't go into a robbery half-assed. All right, if you're going to do this, unless you want to go and spend 10 years in prison, you got to think. You got to think, what am I going to do to get out of this? He thought right with the clown. He was on the right page, but he just wasn't committed. He didn't, he went from A to B, but left C, D, and E totally unexplored. It's fucked up. It's stupid. I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but ultimately his stupidity is going to wind him up in prison which is probably where he belongs. I mean, if you're robbing a Taco Bell, I guess you probably belong in prison. I don't know. I like to root for the underdog. Who am I to judge? All right. um, Those are your legitimate legal stories that we're going to cover in this podcast today. Now we're going to play a little bit of uh, a little game that I like to call guilty or not guilty. And what we're going to do here is discuss some uh, current sports stories. We're going to charge them with fictional, but... Uh, things they probably should be charged with, crimes, and we're going to decide whether they're guilty or not guilty of those offenses. And we're going to start with Joakim Noah. Again, the New York Knicks in the news for all the wrong reasons. This team just can't seem to stay out of the headlines for anything other than winning. They don't make headlines for that. Probably never will. But Joakim Noah, the Knicks' new center, who I was excited about relatively because I'm an idiot and I'm a Knicks fan, and I get excited about when they sign Brandon Jennings and these other fucking retreads who are going to do nothing other than make them a maybe 40-win team. And, you know, that's that's life as a Knicks fan. It's awful. They're a brutal team. I hate James Dolan. Hate the straight shot. Hate the whole thing. But Joakim Noah skipped a team dinner that the Knicks were holding with West Point Army cadets. And he had some quotes here that are are inflammatory, um, that are interesting to say the least. So 
I'm going to charge Joakim Noah with being un-American. That's his criminal charge. He's un-American, unpatriotic, basically a terrorist. You can make that leap if you want to. I do. I think if you're un-American. If you're not for us, you're against us, and the people against us are terrorists. So essentially, Joakim Noah is being charged with being a terrorist. The quotes that he gave for skipping the dinner were, quote, I'm not anti-troops. It's just not comfortable for me to see kids going to war and coming back, seeing what they've seen and done what they've done. He went on to say, quote, I'm not a very patriotic person, to be honest. I don't understand the whole flag supporting flags. I'm more into supporting people. Fuck you, Joakim Noah. You were born in the United States of America. Okay, I know you play for the French national team because your daddy came from France. He was France. He was a fucking tennis player. Who cares? You were born right here in the United States. You have made a career that has paid you millions and millions of dollars in the United States of America. And you're going to stand here and say, I'm not anti-troops. These are kids, bro. These are kids in the academy at West Point having dinner with the Knicks. You know how fucking thrilled these kids probably were to sit down with the Knicks for dinner and you don't show up because it's not comfortable for you? You're not a patriotic person? Go fuck yourself, okay? You can sit here and and say all this bullshit that you want to. You are so much worse than Colin Kaepernick. It's not even funny. Okay, Colin Kaepernick takes a knee at the national anthem when ultimately he wanted to sit for it. But a veteran came and talked to him and he realized that taking a knee would be the more respectful thing. Now, whether or not I agree with Colin Kaepernick, at least he makes a nod to the people that put their lives on the line for this country. All right. I don't like war either. Nobody fucking likes war. Who likes war? Unless you're a general in a TV show or a movie, you're pretty much against war. But to go and stand these kids up is a bullshit move, man. All right? You just signed a $70 million deal when you're probably washed up to play basketball in the United States, in New York, where you're from, and you're going to stand these kids up? It's horseshit. And then the, the excuse about, oh, I just I want to look out for them. I don't like what they have to see and do. Well, I don't like what they have to see and do either, Joakim, but somebody's got to do it. Otherwise, we'd all be fucking speaking Arabic now, and we probably wouldn't even have a country in the first place. I mean, I hate to sound like Donald Trump, but Jesus Christ, man, you've got to get your shit together. You can't pull this in New York. This isn't Chicago. This isn't the second city. You can't pull this shit in New York. Now, look, this will all be forgotten the first time you put up you know, 25 and 12, which hopefully happens more than once and doesn't take until game 65 to happen. But who the hell knows with you and Derek Rose with his raping people and his fragile knees. But it's, it's, I think it's horseshit. I think it's really poor way to start off with a new team and you're causing waves that the team doesn't need at this point. Uh, Joakim Noah charged with being un-American, basically a terrorist, guilty. He is guilty as charged. He needs to prove himself to me. Otherwise, I want nothing to do with the guy. He can go fuck himself. Next guilty or not guilty, the Browns are cutting Josh Gordon. 
Cleveland wide receiver Josh Gordon left the team today to go to rehab, checking himself into rehab after basically having been suspended for the last almost two years from the NFL for drug problems. He's decided to check himself into rehab and is leaving the Browns for the time being. It came out late this afternoon that Cleveland is going to be cutting Josh Gordon. So the question is, the Browns are charged with being assholes. Are they? Josh Gordon is a complicated case. I, most of his problems, from my recollection, and the, 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 the many, many articles I've read, are more than one, less than three, um, are related to marijuana use. And Josh Gordon seems to be a guy who just can't stop smoking pot. Um, legal in some states, obviously not legal in Ohio, and obviously not permitted by the NFL. Um, but Josh Gordon seems to have a little ganja problem. Uh, and the Browns, while they say they're supporting him with getting rehab, are going to cut him. So the question is, are they assholes for this? And I'm going to say this is a hung jury. This is a hung jury on this one. I don't know which way to go here. I think it's a bad move for the Browns because you're firing someone for a drug addiction, which in this country, at least at this point, is considered a disease Feels like you might have a little lawsuit coming, maybe. I mean, maybe a little lawsuit action. Um, bad precedent. Also, if you're Cleveland, you're totally devoid of talent. And Josh Gordon, when he's healthy, if he ever gets healthy and is able to play again, is a talented receiver that slots nicely with Terrell Pryor, the Swiss Army knife of the NFL, and uh, Corey Coleman, the kid out of Baylor that they've got who broke his hand. Um Josh Gordon is 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 a nice talent, and I'm not sure what the hell they're thinking there. I mean, this season is a total disaster there. It's it's a dumpster fire. You've got Terrell Pryor playing wildcat quarterback, playing safety, playing wide receiver. You've got Connor, uh, not Connor Shaw, uh, Cody Kessler. Can't even keep track of these fucking names. Uh, Cody Kessler playing quarterback, who looked okay, but the Dolphins also look like a dumpster fire. They're, they stink. They got their asses kicked against Cincinnati the other night. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to make of this situation from Cleveland. I think it's probably a bad move on a couple of fronts. But I also understand just moving on from a guy who who just can't stop using drugs. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You've got millions of dollars in front of you, a huge career in the NFL, and you just can't stop smoking pot. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just Stop. Just don't do it anymore. It isn't that hard. Um, next story we got here is Tyson Fury, the first heavyweight champion. He's a linear heavyweight champion. Uh, other than a Klitschko in, I, I don't know, my fucking lifetime. It seems like the Klitschkos have, have held that, that title forever and they refuse to fight each other, which is bullshit. You want to get the two of them in a ring, see two brothers go at it. I feel like by the... By the fourth round, it would get really hateful and violent, and it'd be awesome, but they won't do it. So Tyson Fury beats Vladimir Klitschko with a W, Vladimir, uh, and becomes the heavyweight champion uh, last year. And he tests positive for cocaine. Now, there's a lot of speculation out there, a lot of people saying Tyson Fury is ducking Vladimir Klitschko He's postponed the fight on two occasions, the rematch. Now he tests positive for coke. 
Maybe the guy is just – he got lucky the first time he won on points. It's not like he had a knockout. And maybe he just is is terrified he's going to lose the belt back. So he's charged with ducking Vladimir Klitschko's rematch, basically being a pussy. Um, I'm going to find him not guilty on this. I think this makes all the sense in the world. Okay? You are a British dude. You're 28 years old. You are now the heavyweight champion of the world. This is a title that used to mean everything. Used to have a ton of clout, ton of prestige. It's meant shit for a while with the Klitschkos because they don't fight in America. They only fight over in Germany and Ukraine and all these other fucking third world places. And you can't watch it unless you're up at like 3 in the morning. And it's ridiculous. It's, it, the heavyweight division in boxing has become garbage. And this guy won this title and now he tests positive for cocaine after having to, to delay the matches. I don't think he's ducking Klitschko. I think if you're 28 and you've won the heavyweight title, you are full of balls and testosterone. I don't think he's scared of him. I think he's just having a good time, man. Guy likes to party. Okay? I like to party. Everyone likes to. If you're 28 and you're British and you win the World Heavyweight Championship, you're thinking you're like the fucking second coming of Lennox Lewis or some shit. You're going to go out and party. And some coax a little bit of that. I don't know. Maybe the guy did a bump in a bathroom. I don't know. Who am I to judge the guy? All I'm saying is I don't think he's ducking Vladimir Klitschko. I think that this is more he's just a, a victim a victim of his circumstance. That's all it is. And and it's 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 absurd for people to think that the heavyweight champion of the world's a pussy. I mean, this guy was the only guy to beat the Klitschkos in like the last twenty years, which is fucking crazy that these guys are still fighting. By the way, if you've ever watched a Klitschko fight, it's the most boring shit you will ever see. It, it, they're, they're heavyweights that fight like Floyd Mayweather. There's very little action. They, they, they never knock people out. It's always like the whole distance it goes, and nothing happens. It's awful. So I'm on Team Tyson Fury. Also, awesome fucking name. Tyson Fury. That guy was made to be a boxer. He wasn't meant to do anything else other than hit people. Tyson Fury is an awesome name. I'm with him. He should probably stop doing coke for a little while if he wants to keep boxing. I hope he does. They're probably going to strip him of the titles, which is going to suck because the Klitschkos are probably going to get it back as a result of being the number one contender. But I, I don't like that at all. I hope he gets back soon and kicks some ass and knocks one of these Klitschkos into fucking tomorrow. Or back into East Germany where they belong. Because I'm tired of these guys. They've ruined heavyweight boxing. And heavyweight boxing, make no mistake about this. Heavyweight boxing is the only division in boxing that means a shit. I have bought so many Floyd Mayweather fights and regretted it. Because it's awful. You constantly talk yourself into thinking, Oh, Floyd's going to have a good fight this time. It's going to be good. No, it's not. It's never good. He's awful. He dances around. And don't get me wrong, he's the best at what he does. And it's fucking amazing to me that the guy hasn't lost a step as old as he is. But it's awful to watch and to pay now. I mean, shit, I think it's like a hundred bucks to buy these fights now. And to watch these things, it's terrible. So I hope Tyson Fury comes back. I hope we get a real heavyweight division at 28. He's young enough because heavyweight boxing, when it's good, it's the best in the fucking world. There's nothing like a major heavyweight boxing match. It's the best thing. You watch some old Mike Tyson, it's awesome. 
knocking people the fuck out in, in, in no time. There's nothing better than that. So I, thoughts and prayers to Tyson Fury. Hope you get better. Hope you kick the coke habit. And hope you get back to fight some Klitschko's and kick some fucking Russian ass. Next on Guilty or Not Guilty, we've got former NBA commissioner David Stern. He came out recently in support of more widespread legalized gambling. Question here is, he's charged with being a hypocrite. And I don't know where to come down on this one because... On the one hand, David Stern, when he was NBA commissioner, clearly could have done more to support legalized gambling. He was, and still is, quite honestly, one of the most powerful people in sports. He's still like the godfather of the NBA. Um, And he shied away from gambling just the same as every other commissioner has done, except for Adam Silver up to this point. Uh, he did nothing to improve that that area in the NBA. Now, I, I do kind of get it. People forget that as a commissioner of a sport, you're not there as an advocate for the sport or the fans or the players. You are an employee of the owners, and you are an exceptionally well-compensated employee of those owners. And when you think about owners of sports teams, what do you think of? Mostly old white guys, and those guys may not be a fan of you or me going online and putting some coin in our pocket. They may think that their employees are going to go out and start throwing games or whatever the hell they think it might happen. The reality is this. Gambling exists everywhere in sports today. You can go online to BetDSI or MyBookie or Bovada and you can bet however much money you want to bet on any game that's going on in the world And that action occurs. And if you think that putting a team in Las Vegas or legalizing gambling in fucking Iowa is going to cause the outcome of games to be, you know, in question, it's just naive. It's stupid. Um, So gambling is, is good for sports. It's good for sports. I can tell you, I'm a Knicks fan. I hate watching regular season NBA basketball. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst thing that there is. The Knicks suck. That aside, regular season basketball is a bunch of guys playing ISO basketball and, you know, holding the ball and chucking up shots. It's terrible. It's awful to watch. It's the worst thing in sports. But if I've got some action on the game, you can bet your ass I'm going to watch it. I don't care if it's the Grizzlies and the fucking Thunder in, in the middle of you know December. I'm going to watch that game if I've got money on it. And being the degenerate that I am, I'm going to bet on sports when they're out there. So it, gambling is good because it attracts eyeballs. It brings people into the game. It, it's good for the sport. It's good for the value of the teams. It's good for everything. It's just insane to think in 2016 people are going to come out and be against gambling on sports because it occurs every day. If you think one of your players is fucking stupid enough to gamble on a game that they're playing in, I've got news for you. They're probably already doing it. You having it illegal isn't stopping it. It occurs all the time. So it's just stupid. 
ultimately, I think I'm going to come down on the side of not guilty for David Stern being a hypocrite because I understand why, on the one hand, he probably couldn't say these things when he was commissioner. But I will give Adam Silver a ton of credit because that dude has his finger on the pulse with the players, with the fans, with the owners. He's ahead of the curve. If I was him, I think I'd get some fucking hair plugs or something because he's making a ton of money and he looks ridiculous. But you got to give that guy a lot of credit. He, he's, he's a bald, weird-looking white dude in a sport dominated by black athletes. And he's got it. He's got it fucking nailed. He's great. Um, so I, I, I like Adam Silver. Good for you, bro. Uh, I also think that gambling just needs to be legal everywhere. Although, if it is, I probably wouldn't have enough money to even put on this podcast because, like I said, I'm a degenerate and there's a lot of you guys out there. And so, you know, it is what it is. But ultimately, I think David Stern, not guilty, not a hypocrite, probably just saying what he wanted to say years ago but couldn't. Um, So that's where we are with that. Next, we're going to move on to our grand larcenies of the week. This is for the degenerates out there. This, these are my gambling picks of the week. I make no warranties as to the quality of them. This is a gut feeling, gut plays. They're probably wrong. You might want to fade them. But if you do, do it at your own risk because these are solid. This week, college football. Today, Clemson, Louisville. Love this game. I love this game all day long. You've got Clemson at home. They went shot for shot with Alabama in the national title game last year. You got Dabo Swinney, Deshaun Watson, and a real stout defense at Clemson up against Bobby Petrino and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is probably the most electrifying player that college football has seen since Johnny Manziel beat Alabama in his first year playing. Um, He looks great, but I, I have questions about Louisville. Namely, who they've beaten. Um, Florida State, they, they kicked the shit out of Florida State. I mean, they curb stomped that team. But I don't know how good Florida State is. Florida State had 9-3 and three written all over them this year. And to go in there and say that that's your huge win, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really, it doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, I like Clemson in this game. Clemson is getting three. They're at home. Deshaun Watson is Cam Newton 2.0. He's big, he's strong, he can run, he's got a cannon for an arm. They've got Mike Williams at wide receiver. Their defense is good. And then you've got the, co- the whole coaching issue. And the coaching thing is, is a big thing here. Bobby Petrino, good football coach, but he's probably thinking about who he's going to sext tomorrow. He's probably thinking about which intern he's taking on his motorcycle. Dabo Swinney lives and breathes football. And I am not a Clemson fan by any means. Clemson was one of those teams for years I could never get a read on. Every time I bet that a game they played in, I was on the wrong side of it. But Dabo Swinney, Dabo football guy, lives and breathes that they have all-in chips, like fucking poker chips, that he gives out to the team and says all-in on it. He took one from every player, put it in a bucket for this game. Clemson at home, Plus three, lights out. That's the pick. Moving on to the NFL on Sunday. First game we're going to go to is the Jets and the Seahawks in New York. New Jersey, whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
wherever. It, the Jets are hosting the Seahawks. You got to go Jets here. The Jets are plus three. The Seahawks are going West Coast to East Coast. I don't think any team in the NFL has ever won a game going from the West Coast to the East Coast. Never happened. Probably never will. The Seahawks, they got some problems, man. They got some problems. Russell Wilson playing on a bum ankle, okay? Second, he's having sex now, all right? Russell Wilson's fucking again. And that's a problem for Seattle. When you're not having sex, you're focused on other shit. But now that he is again, I don't know where his head is. Who the fuck knows where his head is? But it's clearly not on football anymore because they got beat by the Rams out in L.A. And the Rams didn't even score a touchdown in 20, 22, 24 years, whatever the fuck it is. Second, the, this is just a Jets kind of game. The Jets are 1-2. and two. They've got 9-7 and seven written all over them. This is a game the Jets win. They come back. They win this game. They give their fans all sorts of hope. And then they're going to drop a stinker on them against some shitty team because that's just life with the Jets. I, still, tomorrow you've got to take the Jets plus three at home against the Seahawks, West Coast, East Coast. That whole thing right there, that's your deciding factor. Take the Jets. Last grand larceny of the week, the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Lions are minus three in this game. The Bears stink. They're terrible. They literally might be the worst team in football. It's the Bears, the Browns, and the Dolphins, and then everybody else is ahead of them. And the Bears are god-awful. And the worst thing about Chicago of those three teams is they've got a legitimate head coach. They had a legit quarterback. Say what you want about Jay Cutler. He's a fuck, but he's got talent. He's out. They looked like they increased the talent on the defensive side of the ball in the offseason. But, man, that team is tough to watch. They are really miserable. So I, I think in that game you have to go Detroit. Jim Caldwell and the Lions, they feel very 8-8. Eight eight. This is a game that they win to get back to 2-2. Two and two. And I feel like they're just chasing that dragon all year. But the Bears are terrible. If the Lions were minus 7, I would take Detroit in this game. The Lions could score points. You've got to give them that. The over's probably a bet in this too. But the Lions are the way to go on Sunday. The Bears are just terrible. They stink. So take Detroit minus 3. The Jets plus 3. And Clemson plus 3 against Louisville. Those are your grand larcenies of the week. Sleep easy on your pillow filled with money underneath it because the sports lawyer told you how to make some cash this weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a pleasure. been a lot of fun. Hope you tune in again when we do another one of these in a couple of days. And uh, everyone, have a great weekend. Watch some football. Get drunk. Go do it.